Praise the Lord. Can we all rise up and give glory to God? See what God is doing in the life of our children. We can hold to to the glory of God. This is God's doing. And I know more is yet to come to the glory of God. They are going to serve God. And they are going to live and live for God. Not in the custom and the cultural norms of the world. Praise the Lord. Let us sit down. Kids, you did well. Thank you so much. Let us pray. Father, in Jesus' name, our Lord and our God, we are very grateful to you. Indeed, you are the one, O oh God, that has given to us these wonderful children. Your word says children are a gift from God, and the fruit of the womb is your reward. Thank you, Father, for the way you have helped us and for the way you will continue to help us parents to be the one that you have called to deposit treasures of your word into the lives of these children. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we want to hear your word. I pray, Jehovah God, that you will speak by yourself. I surrender myself to you. Have your way, O God. Let Jesus be glorified. Touch every life that are here and those that are watching online. Let your wisdom and the entrance of your word bring forth light. Let it remove veils and scales that is not supposed to be in the lives of our children and our, mom and our parents so that we can see the light of God that God has sent through us to these children. Thank you, faithful God, because you are going to speak to us. In Jesus' precious and mighty name, we have prayed and we have received. Praise the Lord. So it's a reminder what we are doing. Our team is teaching the word of God diligently. Teaching the word of God diligently. Not only to the children, but to us as parents. And the text is Deuteronomy 6. I'm going to read from verse 5 to 7. I'm going to read the New King James Version. And thou, this was Moses when the, he was talking to the, he spoke to the people of the Israelites. But now God is talking to us, every member of Fountain of the Living World Church. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all your strength. Verse 6. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. He's talking to me, he's talking to you. Verse 7. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them which is the word. When you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise up. This was as spoken to all of us. Then it was spoken by Moses. But to, this morning, God is talking to every one of us, including me. God is talking to us to teach this word diligently to our children. So first and foremost, what is the meaning of teaching? Because we have to understand that word. We, don't, we, go, we, we can't just take that word just like that. We have to understand the meaning of each of the command that God is giving to you and I. So what is the meaning of teaching? Teaching is the act of instructing students. It can be students, it can be children. Or imparting knowledge and information. And now, in the midst, because we are in the church, because we are redeemed children of God, it's not just information, it's the word of God. Because you have a lot of information in the world in this present day that we have. But we are talking about teaching as an act of instructing our children and imparting the knowledge and the information of the word of God. Because that is what can give them the strength 
to be able to navigate life for what we are seeing out there these days. Even kindergarten, even daycare. Daycare, they are seeing stuff, which then my parents used to call it abomination. But parents, God has given the baton to us to teach our children. And what does the word diligent mean? We know teaching now that the act of instructing and giving information about the word of God. So what is diligent? When we say diligently, what does it mean? Diligently means steady. Earnest, you put your energy to it. Energetic effort. Actively engage or occupy persistently. Because we can't teach them and say, okay now, I've, I, I taught my child last Sunday. All what I taught him or her is supposed to take him for the month. It doesn't go that way. That's the reason why the word of God says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. Please, I don't put it there if you can get it for me. Please. Joshua 1 8. He said, this book of the law shall not depart from our mouth, but we shall meditate upon it day and night. God knows the reason why. You see, this our God is such a big, awesome, wonderful God. He's the same yesterday. He's the same today, and he remains the same forever. He knew then that we need that word every minute. He said day and night. That we should meditate on that word. So now we have to make sure that we are teaching this word diligently. Thank you for that 8 to 12 class. See the, the skit they did for us. The mother makes sure that he taught those children before going to school. And he read the word of God to them. And that word was what they used in the situation that they face. So parents, we need to teach our children diligently or else they will get other information which is wrong which is the lies from the pit of hell, which is fake, which is not the real thing. So in Christianity, diligence is the effort to do one's part. Is our effort, parents, to do our part through the power of the Holy Spirit in faith and complete reliance on God because we cannot do it by ourselves. That's why Proverbs says in 3, Verse 5, he said, trust in the Lord. Let's trust in the Lord with all our heart and never lean onto our own understanding in teaching our children diligently the word of God. We have to put an hard work to it. Thank you. So diligence is having or showing care and the quality to do our part, to do the work or the duty that God has commanded us to do well and thoroughly. We have to do it well and tr thoroughly, trusting God and do our part. So teaching our children diligently is a command to us as parents from God. Number one of that command, we are going to go back to that Deuteronomy. Please, if you can put it on from that verse 5. Just put it on for me. I'm going to use it. God gave us this instruction. Even though he gave it to the Israelites then, but he's giving it to us and reminding us today that he told us, number one, we are to love God. He said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your mind, with all your heart, and with the entire being, and with all your strength, with all your mind. Some versions say strength. Some say mind. That means our strength. That means we should do it as if we are doing it to the Lord, not to ourselves. And each of us are going to get reward for this responsibility, for this command that God has given to us. So we are to love the Lord our God more. And he said, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and all your strength. And must. He said must. This one says shall, but there is a, there is a, uh, AMPC say must. And you must. And what is most, that is, is necessary, very important. That is, 
It is very important to God because he gave these younger tender children to us as gifts. And we are the responsibility to teach them. Even though we bring them to church, church is an additional. But we have to start from the core, even from the womb. Those people that are expecting you will deliver safely. Continue to talk to that child in your womb. Because you speak for the word of God to them. You are teaching them. Oh, this baby, you will be, God has said, you will, pro, pro, you, will, you will grow as you're supposed to grow. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit. You will be filled with wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. The baby is hearing our voice. Because it's a spirit. Because that baby kicks. That baby moves. That baby feeds on whatever the mother feeds on. So we have to know that it's a must. That is very necessary and very compulsory. Even with the way the things are now all over the world, we need to teach our children the word of God so that that word will grow and bear fruit and make them to be who God has made them to be. Because that word is what will be in them to be able to fight every obstacle that comes their way. And they are coming their way. Obstacles are around there. Even we parents, we see. But God is our strength. With him, all things are possible. And also, Jesus said, I'm going to go to Matthew now. I'm going to digress a little bit from that Deuteronomy. Jesus said that loving God with all our whole heart is the first. That was Matthew 22, verse 37 to 39. If you can put it up, please. NLT. He said, this command, thank you, Jesus replied, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, 39. And the second is equally important, love your neighbor as yourself. You see, God, Jesus is emphasizing this in Matthew. We read that in Deuteronomy, which is, was Old Testament. But now we are in this New Testament. Jesus is reminding us that this is the first commandment. He's saying, Jesus said that loving God with all our heart is the first greatest commandment. This command combined with the command to love your neighbor as yourself. Love your children. Because when each of us get pregnant, we are so happy. Oh, I'm expecting a baby. When we give back to the baby, everybody wants to look at the baby. Because, oh, he's born to love joy. Oh, is he a girl? Is he a boy? Oh, we are so happy. And that joy should steer us to prepare ourselves to teach these children. Because it's not the responsibility of the church. The church will do their part, but the first responsibility is us parents. Because they are growing from our house. Before we bring them to church for dedication, they are with us. Immediately we get back from the hospital, after delivery, maybe three or four days, you come back, you have to take care of your baby. You have to continue, take your shower. The nurse are not going to take care of the baby because when you are in the hospital, they wrap the baby for you and bring the baby for you to feed. After that, they take them to the nursery again. But when you get home, is our responsibility to take care of them. So it's our responsibility to teach them the word of God. And we have to live each day by the guidelines of the word of God. So number two command, according to that Deuteronomy that we just read, the word of God must be in our hearts. And these words which I am commanding you this day shall be first. It shall be first in our hearts. Because we cannot give what we don't have. We have to have that word first, richly dwelling in us, before we can now teach the, our children the word. So we have to prepare ourselves so that we can be able to have enough to teach the children. So he said, let the word of God, that is Colossians 3.16, AMPC, let the word spoken by Christ, let the word spoken by Christ, the Messiah, have his home in your heart and in your mind and dwell in you in all his richness as you teach and admonish 
and train one another in all insight and intelligence and wisdom. Because when we prepare ourselves, when we take that time to study the Word of God, then we can be rich. We have a lot of it to give out. It's like you take a cloth and you soak the cloth. You want to wash it. When you start washing the cloth, what comes out? The water. So the same way we have to soak ourselves with that word. So that when we want to teach our children, we'll be able to have a lot of richness. A lot of soaking of the, of the word will come out and we'll be able to impart it into our children's life. Praise the Lord. So that means we have to create time to study. You have to devote time and attention to acquiring knowledge of the Word of God. Not only when we come for Bible study. Not only when we come to church on Sunday. Not only when we come for youth meeting. Not only when the children go to their section at the children's department there. We have to do a personal study. And we have to create time. I know this, everything all over the world is so busy. But out of that busy time, I'm pleading with us. I'm encouraging us. Let us have time to create and study the Word of God. Because if we don't study as parents, we don't have what to give to them. So we have to study. So we need to make an intentional decision. It's an intentional decision to devote time in the midst of our duty, of our busy schedules, and prayerfully read, study, Meditate on the word of God every day. We need that word. Take joy. Let's take joy in doing it. Looking at these children that they are, they are our joy. And the word is really offering a lot of lies, a lot of fake things every day. They don't rest. When you open your cell phone, you go to the internet. I don't know, maybe they don't sleep. You see something there, honestly. But we too... We have to tell the world that the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the Lion of the tribe of Judah, lives in us. And he that lives in us is greater than the cultural norms in the world. Greater is he that is living in us than, that, than, than he that is living in the world. Because the world is full of things out there. But we have to make sure that we solidify our heart, our life with the Word of God. Let's pray that David's prayer in Psalm 119, verse 16, verse AMPC. He said, I will delight, that was David, I will delight myself in your statues. That is the word of God. He's saying, I will delight. Let that be our own portion too. Let that be what we encourage ourselves with. Let us delight ourselves in the statues of God. And I will not forget your word. That was David. Let that be our word. Let that be our prayer every day. Lord, I will delight in your word. I will not forget your word. Because we need that word. A lot of things are coming up. We need the word of God that will help us. God knew then when he told us in Joshua 1.8 that this book of the law shall not depart from our mouth. Thank you. This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but you shall meditate, including me. You shall meditate on it day and night that you may observe, that is, we may observe and do according to all that is written in that word. The same way, parents, we need to make sure that we create time to study that word so that we can be able to teach our children very well the word of God. And also, don't, don't go there. I will just quickly read it here. David also said in Psalm 119 verse 15, he said, I will meditate on your precept and have respect to your ways. The path of life mark out your law. That is when we go and create time to study that word, the law will now help us. We will now meditate upon that word and as we heard, during one Bible study that Pastor Emmanuel was saying, you know, I was so blessed that, for that word, that meditation is the most important thing because it retains almost 90% of the word. Because when you study, you can study and just go. But when you study and 
read, you read, you study. Then we have to meditate. Think and ponder on that thing. As you go, as you drive, let's think and ponder on that word and begin to teach our children also the word. So number three of that command is where we are now, which is the most important thing. Teach, we have to teach. We have to speak. And we have to share God's word with our children. This is our God-given responsibility. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And God emphasized the importance of us parents teaching the Bible to our children. We are the primary source of teaching our children from birth to young adulthood. Even after they get married, they will still be calling us. Oh, mommy, can you remind me of that thing again? Oh, daddy, I want to have this thing from you. So, this, so we also, you see, that God has placed us. Our children also, they will get to that stage from next generation. We are calling them next gen now. They are the next generation. And they will also have another generation coming forth by the grace of God if Jesus starts. So we start early from home. We start teaching them from our home. Even after, from that birth, when you bring them home, start talking, speaking the word of God. They hear. They may not understand, but they hear. God is the one that knows how they hear because God has given us our ears to hear the word, to hear instruction. So the church and Christian schools cannot be used to escape from this responsibility. We can't put the responsibility on the church. The church will do their part when they come here, but they go home with us. They are with us almost, almost all the time of the day. So we have to make sure that this is a responsibility that God has given to us. So parents, we are directed to teach their children about God and His Word in a loving environment of a God-fearing home. We have to teach them in a loving and patient manner. Because, you know, as I, my parenting is still going on. But I'm learning that you can't teach them by force. You have to teach them in a loving and patient manner. We have to seek and ask God through the Holy Spirit to teach us how to undo each of them. Because each of their ages, well, the way we are going to teach a kindergarten is different from the way you will teach a teenager. It's different from the way you will teach an adult, young adult child. So we have to understand that each of the stages of the lives of these children, it depends on how we are going to employ that teaching. So we have to teach them daily through everyday life activity. That's why he mentioned that when you are going out, when you are in your house, when you are lying down, and when you get up. So each of those moments, we have to use it as an avenue to teach our children. So if we want our children to follow God, we must make God a part of our life everyday experience. Let us be the example. Let's live an exemplary life because they learn by what they see. So we have to be the good example of what we are teaching our children. Live an exemplary life of Christ because the children learn by what they see. And we are the mirror because they look at us. They look at the way you handle issues. They look at the way you talk. They look at the way you dress. So parents, be careful. Make sure that we look decently to the glory of God. Because when you look that way, your child will oh, mommy, I love that. Oh, daddy, I like that. So the same way, we are the example. You see, few, like a few days ago, that thing just kept on coming to me. What my mother used to say then, she would say, train and teach your child. It will, that child will give you peace. That thing just kept on coming to me. And that, that was what you, you, she, she said then. You, say, you would say, the Bible says, train and teach your child so that your child will give you peace. So that thing just kept on. So I, I remember that and I said, this was true then. But then, because I was still growing. But now I remember. So I know most of us, we remembered what our parents used to teach us. And I learned, I learned a lot from my parents. I learned a lot. They taught me right, and I give glory to God. So parents, let's teach our children. Let's be a living example. Let's show that example 
of what we are reading. Let's be the mirror, the good mirror that our children will see. And let's model the life of Christ. We have to model the life of Christ to our children. That's another way we can teach them. And Titus 2, 7 to 8. Sorry, I didn't give it to you. I'll read it from here. Titus 2, 7 to 8, NLT. He said, and you yourself must be an example. He's talking to you. He's talking to me. And you yourself must be an example to them by doing good works of every kind. Either we are in the home, we are driving, you are at your place of work, or you are in the store that will take your children. We have to be an example of doing the good works, of, being, of doing good works of every kind that we can think of. Let everything you do reflect the integrity and seriousness of our teaching. You see, the word of God is so rich. Teach the truth so that your teaching can be criticized. Let's teach that truth. When your word is being criticized, you'll be able to stand firm. That, no, I'm standing firm in the truth because the word of God is truth. Then those who oppose us will be ashamed. Or have nothing bad to say about us. That's the word of God. It is not me. It is the word. Titus 2, verse 7 to 8, NLT. So we have to be a living example. So Paul encourages Titus in this verse that I just read to promote, kind, to promote the kind of living that reflects awesome teaching. Same thing is applicable to us as parents. We have to be the good example. So parents, we need to pray daily by committing everything we do to the Lord. Trusting Him and He will help us. Psalm 37 verse 7. We can put it down and read it later. So God's revelational knowledge, wisdom, understanding of the Word as we study. Let's pray for that. As we study and guide and direct our children on how and what to teach them. And this we give each child we have to pray also that as we teach them, that God will give them a deeper understanding of the word. Because the teaching, as Psalm 119 verse 130 says, the teaching of your words gives light. The teaching of the word of God, it gives light. So even the simple can understand. Even the children can understand. So we need to completely trust in the Lord with all our heart. We cannot rely on our own understanding in teaching our children. We have to trust God for strength, trust God for ability, trust God for guidance, trust God for revelation of his will and divine utterance on what to say to each, our, to each of our children each day because they, we have to teach them a child, not all of them, because each of them, God has given them a specific character trait. So we have to, that's why Proverbs 22, 6, a says, train up a child in the way that he or she should go. So that when they grow old, they will not depart from it. So he train up a child. So we have to be specific of each child. And God will give us that wisdom by the grace of God. So when are we to teach? All the time. At all times. That's why God says, further in that Deuteronomy chapter 6, He's saying, repeat them again and again. Repeat them again and again. Even the Word of God, we have to go and study again and again. That's how it retains. We can't just say you read that scripture just one time. You have to repeat that teaching of the Word. Repeat them again and again to your children. To your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are on the road. You see, when you are going and driving, you are talking to them. Don't let them just focus on, on the cell phone. Let them hear. Speak. Speak to them. Let, ask, let them ask questions. That's what I just... I use that, that particular thing in the children's department. I just allow them. After teaching, I allow them because they have a lot in them. They have a lot. Sometimes they, they cannot share it. But give them time and be patient. Hear, listen to them because 
They love it when you listen to them and appreciate them. And then ask God, as they are talking to you, God, how will I respond to this child? That's why we need the word of God all the time. So that we can know how to respond to each of their questions. So, and then, when also to, we teach them from back and prayerfully speak God's words to them. And then, you teach them, you talk to them about the word of God. When you sit down in your house, call them together in the morning. Pray, read the word of God, even if it's just one scripture. Read it to them as they go to school. Tell them the way that, that mother taught her children. Tell them the word of God. Tell them whenever they see anything in the school that is not in what God says. Tell them to, to be firm and take that firm and say no. And say no to the devil. And say no to lies of the enemy because it's very, it's a lot out there. So teach them while you, when you walk by the way, when you are going to the store, when you are taking them to the park, continue to teach them. Use, don't just be too serious. Use experience of life. Use the, whatever it is that is, that, that is around that particular place to teach them the word of God. Teach them to look at the leaves. How God created them that's so good. See the trees blowing here. This is God that made it. Teach them. This is how they will learn that, oh, all things we are made by God. These are all what we teach them so that they can understand. Don't look at them that, oh, they are too young. Thank God for majesty and, uh, and uh, Michael. Good job. Good job. Let's clap for them. See. They read the word of God. This is what we are talking about. Let's teach them. Because these are the words that can help them and that can structure their lives to whom God has made them to be. Teach them when they are lying down. After you pray with them, you wake up in the night, you feel like just put your hands and pray for them. Say what God say. God, I lift up my child unto you. As he or she is going to school every day, every life from the pit of hell, do not let them focus on it. Help them to be family. You Pray. Say the word of God. And teach them right. So when they rise up, pray with them before they go to school. And teach them diligently to see God in all aspects of life. Through daily activities. Through our daily activities. Let them see what God is doing. Not just those things that are church related. Teach them what are related to church. Teach them also all aspects of life. Let them ask you questions. When they ask you questions, if you don't know the answer, right away tell them, my daughter, don't worry, I will get back to you. When you come back from school, we'll talk about it. So that you can have the time to be able to go and find out from the world what answer to give to that child. So what to teach and how do we teach? How do we teach and disciple the children that God has placed in our life at this challenging time in the world? It is a challenging time. But God is greater and bigger than this challenging time. He has already provided what we need to take care of this challenging time. And I'm going to use this word that Jesus told us in Matthew 19:26. Jesus looked at them. Something happened previously before Jesus said this. Jesus looked at them intently and said, humanly speaking, it is impossible. In this challenging time, we can look at it humanly. How will I teach my child? Will I ask my child to close his or her eyes when she goes to school? No. But humanly speaking, in this challenging time, parents, we can look at it that, ah, I pray that maybe I should take my child from off public school and take him or her to Christian school. I am telling you, there is nowhere you take them. <laughs> the cultural norms are there. But what we need is teach them and commit them to God. So humanly speaking, it is impossible. But with God, everything is possible. Do you believe that? With God, all things are possible. The Lord will continue to bring them to himself every minute. Wherever they are. Either they, are, they, they went to school in college. Wherever they are, continue to communicate with them. Thank God for technology. You can FaceTime with them. You can join, you just look for whatever it is that we, that we will be able to have a face conversation with your child. Call them, send text messages, or write a little short thing on the card. Those of them that are home, put them by their bedside. Those are things that we can use to communicate with our children. So God, Jesus gave us an affirmation there that with, oh, with 
Humanly speaking, it may be impossible at this present challenging time, but with God, all things are possible. So we, we prayerfully teach our children. John 17, 17, New King James Fashion, he said, sanctify them by your word. Your word is truth. The word of God is truth. Let us speak that truth to our children. Because he says, sanctify them, because the word will enable them, the word will give them the ability to be able to take stand and say no to anything that is contrary to the, to the will of God. So now we take them by each age. When to teach them? Teach them at all times. From their infancy to three, teach them. Teach them about the creation of the war of God. Use visual because, you know, you have to use some stuff that according to their age level. Some of these younger age, they need something that has picture. So use, thank God you have some Christian... Uh, uh, Website, go there, buy DVD, buy books that there are Bible story books, buy the one that has a picture for those infants into three years. I just want to give us a little bit uh, uh, run through. Preschooler, keep in mind that this age is the age group and they are absorbing a lot of great deal of new knowledge. So teach them with Bible story, use Bible picture, and through mimicking, you can teach them through mimicking and tell them. Oh, this is what... So teach each age level according to the way that God has built them, according to the way they will understand. Then primary, you teach them, tell them love stories about Christ, how Jesus loves them, that Jesus is their Savior, that Jesus is, is, is the Son of God, and teach them, and as to teach them, they will have high trust in the Lord. You see that? I have... My class is the most wonderful class I have the baby class in that corner there. You, can you believe that sometimes they'll say, who want to pray for us? They will pray, even if it's just one second. They pray. And they understand. When, when we show them the card, oh, this is what, this is what. So this is how we train them, because you think they are young, but they are, God is depositing things in them as we teach them. So 8 to 10, they are becoming more graceful. Their faith in God is maturing, and they can feel a personal closeness to God. To teach them with unconditional nature. Let them know that God's love is unconditional. That God loves them the way they are. Teach them that. So God and also the teens and the young adults. Even not only that, every one of the children. Please emphasize every day. That's the way, you know, when we came back from the, um, the pandemic. That thing just, was just so heavy on me. I was telling Pastor Emmanuel that we need to continue to emphasize this to our children. Thank you, the, young, the, young, uh, the younger class that said God created us male and female. We have to emphasize this every time they are going to school. Oh, come, Tosin, you are created in God's image. You are fearfully and wonderfully made in God's image. As you go out there, look at yourself that you are fearfully and made... We are fearfully and wonderfully made as a female in God's sight. We have to emphasize that. Please, parents, emphasize it to them. As they go to their teens, as they end every age, continue to emphasize it. And I know as we emphasize it, the word of God is God himself. The Bible says in John, verse 1, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. So the word of God is life. As you teach, as you say that word to them, that life of Christ will begin to increase in their life. Knowing and having that full understanding that I am a female and I'm glad to be a female. I am a male and I'm glad to be a male to the glory of God because this is the way God made us. He said he made us male and female and he said everything that he made, they are very good. And he validated it. At least he put a stamp, his own internal stamp, he put it on it. Praise the Lord. So through the mountains, Isaiah 54 verse 11, the word of God is forever the same. We cannot add anything to it and we cannot take anything out of it. The word of God is the same. It said, through the mountains, though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord, 
who has compassion on each and every one of us. So if God is telling us that though the mountains can, though the mountains be shaken through the challenging times and the hills be removed, they cannot remove the truth of the word of God. The word of God is the same. And as the word of God and the torch, you are the torch. It is not the building. The torch of God and the word of God will march on. And the gate of hell will never prevail against it by the grace of God until Jesus comes. So God has a great and good plan for our lives and for the lives of our children. So we have to walk in conjunction, in union, in agreement with God. So that the plans of God in the lives of these children will come to manifestation. So we, have, we must obey God's command to teach and disciple our children very well. So parents, we have to be intentional in teaching our children. Or we can allow the influence, other influence. And what are those influence? Media, social uh, school authorities in their lives to impart them. We cannot allow that. We have to teach them the truth. So that when they go, they will be able to identify the lies and stand on the truth. Also, parents, please, we need to get involved constantly in a face-to-face conversation and discussion with our children. Do this in a loving and patient manner. Allow the Holy Spirit to control us in every discussion. Ask them how things are going generally in their day-to-day lives. What are the challenges they are having? Which way are you able to assist? And many other caring questions as the Holy Spirit directs and guides us. My fellow parents, culture is telling our children that they are valued by the brand of shoes, by the clothes they wear, how many lives they have on Instagram, even though I'm not there. Or how many TikTok, I know some of you will be surprised, how many TikTok followers they have and many others. That is not what can give them the brand. Let the world know your brand and your brand is Jesus. Praise the Lord. Your brand is Jesus. Your brand cannot be about how many things you wear. Your brand cannot be about how many people are following you on Instagram or whatever, whatever. I do, I'm not saying they are not good. They are good. But do not dwell on it. Do not let it, let it be your main focus. Let your focus be you are there to proclaim Christ. You are there to tell people about Jesus. You are there to share the wonderful things that you are experiencing in your life with Christ. Praise the Lord. So parents, with God's help and the power of the Holy Spirit, we are able to carry out this God-given responsibility of teaching our children and our children's children to whom God has ordained them to be in Jesus' name. So we have to fight that free-flowing. There is a free-flowing wave of materialism in this world. There is a lot of free wave of materialism. With the truth of God's word, we can, we can take care of that. So that is the reason why, children, please, I'm, I'm, I'm encouraging you. We all love you. All our younger children, all our young adults, we love you. We love you. We want you to listen to us. We want you to listen to the truth of the word of God so that you can be able to take your stand wherever you are because we cannot go with you everywhere you go. Only God is everywhere because he's omnipresent. Is present everywhere. He is omniscient and is the omnipotent. He's the all-knowing God. He's the one that knows where you are. He's the one that knows where you will go. But now, listen to us so that all that he has ordained for you will, 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 will come to pass. So in my conclusion, I'm going to read Isaiah 54, verse 13. The Bible says, I will teach all your children. I will teach all your children, and they will enjoy great peace. So that's what the word of God said, that we, your parents, he has given us the command. He has given us the responsibility to teach you. And he said, you also 
We are going to enjoy that great peace and you are going to enjoy the great peace. John 17, 17 to 19. I'm sorry I didn't give it to you, but if you can get there, thank you. Can you give me TPT? But if you don't have it, I will go through this one. Thank you. Your word is truth. So make them holy by the truth. I have commissioned them. God has commissioned you children to represent God because God has commissioned us, your parents, to teach you. And he has commissioned every one of us to represent Christ, to represent me, just as he has commissioned us to represent him. 19. And now we are dedicating. He said, I dedicate myself as the holy sacrifice. All of us parents, children, we are dedicating ourselves as a holy sacrifice so that we will all live as fully dedicated to God and be made holy by the truth of the word of God. There is truth in the word of God. There is no truth in some of the things that they are teaching you children in the schools now. But when you know the truth, the Bible says, you will know the truth. I will know the truth. And the truth will set us free. We set us free from lies. We set us free from free wave of materialism. We set us free from cultural norms, cultural norms in code that is not in line with the word of God. It is only the word of God, children, young adults, that can help us to navigate life at this challenging time that we have. And we have to hold on to that word. Spend time. Do not let the devil take away that time. Spend time and study the word of God. So you should know this, parents and children, that we are in the last days. As 2 Timothy 3, verse 1 to 5 says. We are in the last days. We are in the perilous time. A lot of things are happening. A lot of things. But God is bigger than those things. And is able to help us because he has given us the baton of the word of God. That is able to keep us. That is able to help us to stand and stand firm. And not compromising. Do not compromise. Do not compromise. You see, Joseph, when Joseph was sold by his brothers, I still have a few minutes. So whatever it is, it may not be what Joseph went through, but whatever it is, my young adult, my loving young adult, my wonderful children, whatever it is that you are faced with, take your stand. Do not compromise. But he said, the Lord was with Joseph, so he succeeded in everything he did as he served in the home of Egyptian master. The Lord was with him. The Lord is with all of you. Wherever you go, and you will succeed in whatever you lay your hands upon. And you will take firm. You will not compromise your faith by the grace of God. I'm not going to read everything. And Potiphar this, the, 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 uh, Potiphar, you know, the Lord, the master of, uh, of Joseph. He said, Potiphar noticed this and realized that the Lord was with Joseph, giving him success in everything he did. This pleased Potiphar. So he soon made Joseph his personal attendant. Imagine. Even though his brother despited him and sold him into slavery. But God turned it around to his glory and made that so they sold him, but you see how God turned it around to the glory of God. And even his master noticed that the Lord was sitting. So he put him in charge of his entire household. And further, he said, but Joseph, see now, after everything, he said, from the day Joseph was put in charge of his master's household and property, the Lord began to bless Potiphar. Through Joseph, the Lord began to bless Potiphar's household for Joseph's sake. All his household affairs ran smoothly, and his crops and livestock flourished. So Potiphar gave Joseph complete administrative responsibility over everything. I'm reading Genesis. You don't need to go there. With Joseph there, he didn't worry about a thing. He just kept him there. 
to just take care of everything about his household, except what kind of food to eat. Joseph was very handsome and well-built young man, and Potiphar's wife soon began to look at him. Lustfully, come and sleep with me, she demanded. That may not be the situation with you, young adults. It may be another thing. I'm just using this as a description. And he said, but Joseph refused. So whatever it is that is competing, that is telling you, come and join us. Do not listen. As long as it's again, if that thing is not in line with the word of God, do not listen. Joseph refused. Refused to go with evil. Refused to allow any cultural norms to get on you. Refuse it and take your stand in Christ. And he said, look, he told her, he told her, my master trusts me with everything in his entire household. No one here has more authority than I do. He has held me back, nothing from me except you, because you are his wife. How could I do such a thing, a wicked thing? It will be a great sin against my God. So my fellow children, please take this. This is not, it might not be this situation in you or in wherever you are, but whatever situation that is not in line with what God says. Say no to it and refuse. And refuse. But God will give you the ability to say no to the devil, to say no to sin, to say no things that will bring shame upon the name of the Lord. That is not your portion, our loving children. Praise the Lord. So let's begin to pray. Let's thank God for the word. Let's thank God that God is reminding us this day, parents, let's pray, children, pray, that as mommy and daddy is teaching you, that God will help you to listen and be obedient. Let's pray, parents. God, thank you for reminding me today about my responsibility, about the command that you have given to me as a parent to teach my child diligently. And the Bible says, with God, all things are possible. And we can do all things through Christ who gives us the strength. So let's pray, God, continue to increase my strength. Give me the ability to be able to create time intentionally and study your work. In Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Father, in Jesus' name, our Lord and our God, we thank you for this time. Thank you for speaking to us. Thank you for reminding us of your command about our responsibility to teach our children the word of God diligently. Lord, I pray that all that we need, I pray, Lord, that you will continue to supply to us. You will help us to make that intentional decision and devote more time to study your word and also to teach these children, repeat it to them again and again. And as we teach our children, I pray that every skill, every veil that is not supposed to be in their life I stripped it off in the name of Jesus. And I pray that the entrance of Jesus' word will go into the heart of our children. It will stay there, bear fruit, grow to the glory of God. Thank you, faithful God, for answer prayer. In Jesus' precious and mighty name, we have prayed and we have received. Praise the Lord.